Welcome to the inside. As the movie industry passed the halfway mark for 2022, the box office was beginning to boom again, when almost every weekend achieved blockbuster ticket sales and every studio had something to crow about. This week, Paramount's Top Gun Maverick crossed over $1.2 billion in ticket sales, while Thor Love and Thunder from Disney passed $500 million, and Minions from Universal topped a half a billion dollars in ticket sales. I am Jim Chavin in Los Angeles, and with me is our co-host for this series, Wim Byans. He serves as CEO of Cineonic, and he joins us live from Brussels, Belgium, where it's evening. Good evening, Wim. Hey, good morning, Jim. Wim, uh, this uh, past weekend, we had an out-of-town guest, and of course, when we do, we take him to the Motion Picture Academy uh, Museum. And this week, the Motion Picture Academy in Beverly Hills, where they do all the Oscar screenings for the Academy members, it's arguably the finest theater in Southern California, the Samuel Golden Theater, announced that you and Cineonic are placing a new 4K laser projection system into that That's theater. Right. That is tall praise. So tell, yes. us, tell us about that. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we've been discussing with it for a long time, and, and I think that we wanted to find the right moments to get in. And so right now we have our, you know, 55,000 lumen projector, which, you know, one of our flagship projectors these days with high contrast and so on. And so we said, this is a good time to really make this happen. And so we're happy to work together with them and make that available to the audience because when people sit there, we want them to get the best experience they can have. And, and a good projection system is definitely helping in that whole experience. So, so we're very pleased with that cooperation. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. It's a fantastic uh, facility, and your, your system is going to uh, keep its standards very, very, very high. The box office sure feels terrific. The, the analysts are pointing out that all of the major uh, groups are coming back to movies. Women are back. Young families are back. Adults are back. And that just feels terrific. At the same time, we're starting to see spikes in in COVID again. Although everybody's, the vast majority of people are are vaccinated, so I think people are really resistant. And uh, there's talk of some sort of recessionary concerns on the marketplace. What what are you hearing from your from your perspective? I think you're right, Jim. Right, there are definitely uh, signs of you could you could call them concerns, right? And especially on the health side. Uh, we hear the same thing, right? We see see some of the trends in Asia. Uh, we see also some of them in Europe. I just see a very different behavior of the people, right? Be more resilient on this and say, okay, you know, we're going to be sick maybe for a couple of days, but but not getting in the, in an overall panic mode. The same with the governments, more relaxed. I think that's a good thing to see. I mean, going to the movies is about an escape. It's about you know being out of you know the day to day stress. Recession is one thing, but on the other hand, the, the workplace is great, right? If you want to have a job these days, right? We can't find people to fill the jobs fast enough. So so there is there is a lot of momentum also in the positive side. But going to the movies, you always get into a different world. So I think it doesn't stop people going to the movies to the opposite, I would say. I think this is really a good example when, when great content is made that you get people flogging for it, right? We wanted to talk a little bit about the recession uh, fears that seem to be now in the headlines and, yep. uh, and, and the overall financial health of the industry this week. So with that, Jim, we have an excellent guest for our discussions. Stephen Owen serves as president and CEO of the First Entertainment Credit Union. He is a veteran of the financial industry, having served in senior positions 
at Banks of America and other leading credit unions. Welcome, Stephen Owen. Thanks, Jim and William. Great to be here with you both. So thanks for taking the time, Stephen, being with us here today. Let me start by asking you, tell us a little bit about First Entertainment Credit Union. First Entertainment Credit Union is a credit union holistically focused on serving the entertainment community. And as a credit union, we're a member-owned cooperative. So we are owned by our members, and those are the people we serve every day. So credit unions can provide members lower fees, uh, lower loan rates, higher deposit rates, because we are a not-for-profit cooperative. We have all the products and services that a, that a bank has. We have checking, savings, credit card, car loans, personal loans, mortgages, home equities, as well as investments and insurance. So we can serve members just as well as a bank can and better. Stephen, with 90,000 members, what, what functions do they play? What do your members do in the industry? So we, our members, Jim, come from all walks of life and all backgrounds. Uh, we have makeup artists, set directors. We have editors, animators, grips, gaffers, on-screen talent, producers, and all those that serve them in the back office as well, from HR, IT, uh, any administrative role at the studios, we serve them all. We have over 90,000 members today. Wow. And uh, we've been in existence for over 55 years. So, Stephen, how is the current financial health of the entertainment industry workforce? Well, I feel it's in a really good shape. As you see through the pandemic, uh, content creation and content consumption from consumers was at an all-time high. I think people are not going back on that. They're continuing to view a lot of content. There's many new streaming services, as we all know. So we're all continuing to consume more content which creates more demand for making that content. So I believe firmly that the entertainment industry is on solid footing. I think we are going to go through some, some, uh, you know, some headwinds in the future. You mentioned earlier about the, uh, the box office hits that are out there right now. People are going back to the theater. You know, you and I've spoken before Jim about it's much cheaper to take your family to a movie today than it is to go out to dinner or anywhere else. And I think yep. that's only going to continue to create demand for entertainment. You know, you can get away, you can go into a, where it's hot here in LA, you can go to a movie theater, sit in the movie theater and, and watch a movie with your family. It's, it's just a fantastic experience as well as create, you know, consume that content at home via all the streaming services that are out there. How's the workforce faring both with the amount of production that's out there, but are they saving more? Are your members, how are they doing in all of this? Our members are very strong and I believe the entertainment industry employee is very strong. Again, the, you know, employment is uh, continuing to accelerate, which is great. I feel like they're in really good shape and they continue to, we at First Entertainment provide them financial wellness solutions, great products and services. We also have very creative solutions for entertainment industry employees in that we do stretch loans for those people going from different types of gigs and they may have a break in between. They need to help out with cash flow. We help them with a stretch loan. We also do union initiation dues loans to, for those people that have a big outlay of money early on in their union career we help them actually bridge that divide early in their career and give them a loan for that. So we want to continue to create innovative products and services to serve the entertainment employee. Stephen, last week, the reports of inflation were at 9%. It's raised a lot of concerns. How do you view the inflation situation and how do you advise your members on how to view inflation? The inflation, as you said, Jim, 9.1% last week is... Uh, well, I don't think we've seen that in, in over 50 years. That is concerning. You know, gas prices are up, food prices are up, staples are up. I would say the first step is to make sure you have a budget. The second step is to make sure you put away money for, you know, pay yourself first, as I say. 
put some money away for an emergency fund to make sure that when you have an emergency, you can, you can fall back on that. And I think if you categorize your spending and look at where you're spending your money, I think that helps people really understand uh, what, where the spending components are and how they can actually make better spending decisions moving forward. Stephen, people who are trying to buy homes uh, have been frustrated right? and because fast increasing prices on the real estate. How volatile uh, are interest rates in your opinion right now? And what would be the advice you would give to consumers? Did, should they wait in making a decision? What's the best advice you can give them? The first thing I would say is that home prices will probably begin to level off a bit. You know, they've been increasing quite a bit over the last couple of years. They'll continue to they'll level off because of the affordability uh, component based on rates. We're seeing a lot of our members, WIM, actually take on adjustable rate mortgages. Adjustable rate mortgages today can get you in at a, certainly a lower rate. Obviously, that, that's only for a couple of years out. So the 30-year fixed is something that's really not in vogue right now. Uh, we're seeing many more of our members taking that uh, adjustable rate mortgage today. And I think we're working on some programs now to give members the ability to do 100% financing. So a, a first mortgage at 80%, a second a mortgage at 20%. We want to continue to provide tools and resources for our members to help them uh, find out how much home they can afford, but also make sure that they make a good financial decision uh, for, for the home that they buy for the future. How are the first-time uh, home buyers navigating this uh, right now? I think buyers have more leverage today, Jim, than they've had for several years. Okay. So you're seeing price drops. Uh, obviously, I just moved to Los Angeles about a month ago, and as I look out at uh, all the different apps that I use to, to to find a home, you're starting to see price drops more. So the buyer has more leverage today than they've had in a long time, and that's a good thing for those that are looking to get in the market, buy a home, you know, maybe move up to a bigger home. They have more leverage today than they've had in a while, which is a good thing. So, so more leverage. Explain it to me, Stephen. Why do they have more leverage today? Because interest rate is high, right? So Interest rates are high, but, but when, what they can do is negotiate on that price in many cases. Because you don't have as many buyers in the market today because of the rate environment. So if you're looking to get in the market, you have the ability to negotiate today more so than you did in the last couple of years. Because many of these, many of these homes were having multiple bids and they were getting bid up way above asking price. And you're seeing the prices starting to level off and even in some cases uh, price drops in some, some areas. And that gives the buyer the leverage to potentially negotiate in those situations. Let me ask you both a question. You're both CEOs. You both recruit teams and have to communicate. During a period like this where you're dealing with both COVID, inflation, and maybe some economic uncertainty because of a potential recession, how does it affect the way you you talk to your your teams? What are you telling them right now about uh, what it's going to be like to work on the team for the next year or two? Steve, we'll start with you. I would tell my team, thank you every day, making sure that they know how much we appreciate them. The, uh, the remote work environment is something that we know will continue the foreseeable future, giving them the flexibility. Again, we talk about inflationary factors, gas, food, other things. Giving our teams the flexibility to be productive uh, in the office a couple days a week, but also remotely is something that's really important. I believe our culture of First Entertainment is about serving those in the entertainment industry that are creating some of the most amazing content from movies and TVs and gaming entertainment. And so we have a, a purpose here to really help those people succeed financially. And that's what we do every day. And that's what I continue to reiterate every day with our team is that what you're doing makes a difference. And hopefully that continues to resonate with them for the future. 
when we've been through this two or three year period where COVID was disrupting our lives, uh, how, how are you communicating with your teams now versus a year ago or 18 months ago? Well, it's a good question, Jim, because on the one hand, uh, especially when COVID came in, and we came from 2019, which was, a, which was a great year, right, from a box office and as an industry in the entertainment space. And then specifically on the exhibition side, when COVID came, of course, everything really went to ground zero. People have learned to adapt, right? So I, I, I see more resilience in that sense. And to the other side, I think that um, to the point of, of motivating the team or recruiting, I think the showing you mentioned Stephen Purpose, showing vision, right? Showing people what, what they're really building on, right? Whatever I'm trying to achieve here uh, is not just putting the bricks together, but I'm trying to build a temple. It's those kind of metaphors, but but they want to they wanna feel that that their work makes sense, that they can do it in, in an environment which, which works for them. But it is, um, it's different in the sense that there's more communication needed. We have to be more inventive in coming up with new ideas, changing things, and that could be as much as innovation as products as how do we want to make the organization effective. And so so it, it, it deserves more time, I think, just doing what you did the last couple of months and keep on doing it is not on anymore, right? So every week, every month, you have to see what can we do different and better and adapting to the environment. And I think that that's, that's really how I see that, but it's more dynamic than before, in my opinion. But I think it, it's, uh, it makes the company stronger, the ones who can uh, really uh, strive on that. Stephen, you've got uh, uh, customers and members that are very effective with their finances. You have others that kind of live from day to day and are coming up in the industry and are, are young and learning the ropes on all things about life. What are your most effective members when, when they're running their own financial futures? What do they do that you would recommend that all of us uh, do more? Live below your means is something that I firmly believe in personally, is living below your means. Saving for an emergency. Somebody's gonna have a car breakdown, a medical emergency, something like that. Over 50% of Americans don't have $1,000 saved for an emergency. And I would encourage anyone out there to save for an emergency, it's really important. And the last thing, Jim, is to do your research. When you go out and buy anything, uh, there's, you know, we we're talking about social media and, and the internet. There's so much information out there about anything that you wanna buy do the research and see if you can get the best deal you can from all the various internet sites as well as brick and mortar stores. Do your research in advance to make sure you're getting the best deal you can. And right now, your your sense is that the workforce is in as good a shape as they've been financially as they have in some time because yes. of this robust marketplace that the entertainment industry is in. Yeah, and I see that continuing into the future, Jim. You know, we're going to go through ups and downs always. As you said, you know, 10 years ago, as Wim mentioned, uh, he talked about, you know, we, we weren't dealing with the challenges we're facing today. What I believe is that human beings have learned to adapt over many, many years. Uh, we've dealt with a lot of challenges over the last couple of years, and it only makes us more resilient in the ability to overcome those challenges as we go forward. And I think the, the human being, the American, uh, the first entertainment member, uh, entertainment industry employee is more ready for the challenges ahead than they've ever been based on what we've been through before. Thank you, Stephen Owen. First Entertainment Credit Union is in good hands if you're at the helm. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Wim. Thank you, Stephen. Our insider today is Stephen Owen of the First Entertainment Credit Union. We'll be right back. The Insiders is proudly presented by Cineonic. 
Cineonics Future Ready Enhanced Services and Technology Solutions provide compelling cinema experiences, peace of mind, and financial flexibility. Today, with more than 95,000 projectors installed globally, cinemas around the world trust laser projection by Cineonic to power the next generation of movie going. Visit Cineonic.com today and discover why theaters look to Cineonic to provide the solutions of tomorrow today. Wim, that was a great conversation. It sounds to me from what Stephen is saying is that the 90,000 employees of the entertainment industry that he deals with are in pretty strong shape in this current environment. Yeah, exactly. I was, uh, I mean, not surprised, but I think it was positive to hear, right? Because we hear a lot of uh, transitions happening over the last couple of years within the entertainment industry. Of course, the production side, I think, has been, has been booming for a while now, and I think it's still going very strong. But him uh, at least expanding that for the whole industry uh, gave me a very um, a good feeling that, that the industry is, is at a good shape. Yeah. On, on the corporate side, what kind of financial discussions are you and your colleagues having as you, as you look out? Is, is recession entering the conversation or are you just focused on, on your customers and, and, and how well the movie business is doing right now? I think we focus on our business. And so we look at our customers. We look at uh, what is the buying pattern. We're looking at, you know, are they, uh, are we gaining orders? Are we gaining market share? Those are the things we look at. We just had our public, uh, let's say, announcement of the numbers went out of, for Barco, for instance, right? Our parent company. And of course, they look at, uh, the analysts look at how does the future looks like. And that's still very much based on, your competitiveness, you know, the buying behavior. And what we see right now is exhibition. They have been saving uh, time, you could say, and had to, by the way, because of COVID. So they have not been transitioning technology. They have not been moving to laser at, at those two years or very limited. And at the moment, especially with the strong content coming out, deserving great picture quality and experience as a whole, brings them into an investment mode. And that's what we see. And of course, they are diligent and of course, they are prudent in what they do. But having said so, it brings up the prospects and it brings up the outlook for the business. And I think that's a that's a positive sign. Now, we need to mix that together with, of course, how the supply chain is going to follow. But it's at a better shape it's today than it was six months ago. And I think we see that improving. And so, um, uh, so catching up on the supply chain and then seeing the positive trend of people believing in not just in movies, but in, in a great experience and seeing that people feeling first their biggest experience auditoria. And you can call that premium, you can call that whatever, but it is the one where people feel it's great, it's it's the best seat, it's the best picture, the best sound, what they feel, and they're willing to pay that price, right? And that is, for me, what is a really fundamental driver uh, and also sets up the industry by saying, hey, Maybe the amount of screens is not going to increase, especially not in North America, but the premium experiences is going to increase because we have room to increase that, that quality of experience. And, and that's what I believe is, is happening right now. And there, there are definitely uh, investments happening in that direction. And like I said, right, everybody's careful with the money, but it's a cash flow driven business. When cash flow comes in, people are able to spend. And so every weekend when they get a good weekend, they know, okay, we can invest or we cannot invest. And so in that sense, you get a quick turnaround of knowing what you can as an industry here. We've watched the recessionary headlines in all of the trade publications, but the one thing we've discovered through the pandemic and and the last couple of years is that people love going to the movies and they love to stream programs at home. And those both seem to be relatively 
valuable and kind of activities that's that's low cost but it's a it's a high entertainment value so when we hear about some of these storm clouds as far as a recession on the horizon uh, you think well does this affect your ability to go see top gun or to stream something on Disney Plus? I don't think so. I think that's a cheap alternative to some of the other things out there. So I, I, I feel as if we're not recession-proof, but it, it, it feels better uh, when we think about it for the entertainment product that we sell. I think you're 100% right, Jim. The, the behavior, the one I like to look at is what's the behavior of our key consumers, meaning the people going to the movies. And this is youngsters this is people being let's say from 12 to 25 is, is a big part of people going to the movies and if you look at it they are very much into spending more time on social media spending more time on watching videos and that could be you know watching series on their on their iphone or their uh, their computer things like that or it could be you know uh, going to the movies but but they're spending more time rather than less time and I think that, of course, we want to bring them to the movies and see it in a big screen and the quality. And, and many does, by the way. We see it on the numbers. And that is a trend which is, I mean, we are a visualization company and, of course, focus very much on the cinema industry. But, but that means that, that some of those fundamentals are relatively strong. So I think, of course, if recession comes and the buying behavior will be influenced, that, that will impact everybody, of course. But the average ticket price has to be acceptable for me. And that's important because that's where the mainstream goes to the movies and keeps on calling it an affordable movie. But it's about bringing mass amount of people to watching it on the big screen because we need that volume, I think. That's important too. That's why having 200,000 screens worldwide where you can watch the big screen is important. That's why being able to get differentiating experiences is important because not everybody wants to see it the same and budgets are different in that sense. So... What I'm trying to say is the underlying fundamentals, I think, are strong. We have to keep on innovating and keep on making it attractive. And I think the content creators do one hell of a job, right, uh, of, of bringing to the movies. We, we have to do our job on the technology side. And that keeps people hungry, right? Uh, you're not going to, I always say, you're not, you're not going to buy an iPhone two generations back, but you're going to buy the next generation of iPhone, right? And why is that, right? That's because, you know, that, that's how we are wired. We want to we wanna think what's new. We want to think what's better. Um, and better, you know, can be many things for different people. And that's what I think we have to keep on focusing on. Yeah. One of the other heartening pieces of news is how well the, the concert business is doing. So the outdoor, the Paul McCartney tour, these these fantastic shows, which, by the way, have an enormous amount of lights and color and fireworks and and digital screens in them. Again, it's just another indication that people are trying to get out of the house and that they will find the money to see the artist or experience something that they want, right? hundred percent. I mean, we had the other weekend, we had Tomorrowland here, right, in Belgium, which has, you know, uh, a huge fame on, on bringing, uh, you know, 60, 70,000 people together, right, as a crowd, massive, just stunning. And, and with, a, with a real unique experience because everybody coming here, some traveled a, a week traveling to come there and then to be part for several days of that experience. And I think people really want to be there, right? People really want to want to spend their time because... For me, it's also when we talk about, you know, it's a tough world about, you know, we talked about the electricity or the gas prices or potential recession and, and, and all those things. At the same token, people want to relax and people want to get out of it, right? And going to the movies is one of those things, but going to the concerts is another one. And I think that specifically focused on experiences, I believe unique things, they are doing very well, yeah. Anyone who is listening is interested, they should Google Tomorrowland Stage. 
The stage mm. for this year's Tomorrowland is yes. fantastic, and it's been posted on social media. So I've been picking up these social media feeds, and yeah. it's an it's it's an out of this world experience, and it shows how, to your point, Wim, people are creating experiences so that if you go to Tomorrowland, you'll see a visual and you'll hear something that's really out of this world. Yeah, I agree. And I think in a concert, I think it's probably even more because you talk about it for years, right? We got movies where, you know, you can also do that, but movie you do more frequently, right? So there's a difference, I think, with a concert and that. But you're absolutely right. In both cases, when you want to go back to the movies too, you will do it where the experience was great. There's much more to come. And as long as people need the time to escape, need the time to think about something else, but also intensively enjoy something else, right? That's where entertainment really comes. And I believe if that's with the visual and also with the sound experience, I think that that's really what people, uh, what strives people. Our quote of the day comes from box office analyst Sean Robbins, who said this week, the doomsday narratives about the decline of cinema have been laid to rest. In short, people are rediscovering that movies are the most affordable way to travel, escape, and make memories. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Wim. And thank you all for listening. The Insiders is presented by Cineonic and produced by the Advanced Imaging Society in Hollywood. Our executive producers are Adam Castles in New York and Mike Pilsecker in Los Angeles. Brett Harrison produced today's show and our technical director is Matthew Bach Lombardo. This is AIS.